So how was your shake, Z, as we start the Bromley bus? <laughs> it was yummy. Excellent. My morning protein shake. So, as you can tell, listeners, this is the Bromley Buzz on a breakfast recording. Uh, I've had half a rich tea biscuit, which is terrible, but I haven't gotten the wanging scales recently. It wasn't good. No, and that's our food and drink. But you weren't impressed by the, the way my milkshake looked this morning. Uh, it wasn't as colourful as I would have expected. Well, it's got a bit of gogi berries in there. That makes it a bit red. And then the green pistachios in there. Well, yes, indeed. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it... Uh, fills you with happiness and health. Uh, and for those who like happiness and health and podcasts, my name is Darren Wheel of Intune PR and I'm with... Zinat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And you're listening to the very buzzy Bromley Buzz. And it's very buzzy this week because we've been having a good time. Uh, and talking of good times, if you want a good time with landscaping, go to our sponsors, Terra Firma Landscaping. Uh, and in the case of property, residential and indeed commercial, Ianwood Property, uh, who's based in Orpington. So thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic. Mm. So yeah, as you said, we've been buzzing quite a bit this week, and um, got a few bits and bobs to share, haven't we? Well, we've got accumulated buzzing because uh, uh, Amy and Jaya from the Newman and Devonshire Flexible Workspaces in Bromley took over our show last week. Well, we handed the reins over. Should we say? Oh yeah, I mean we were standing there with a couple of cricket bats with nails in to make sure that yes. they behaved themselves. Yeah, the beady eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, they did an absolutely fantastic job for their very, 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 very first podcast and not under any pressure at all, mm. though they felt like it. <laughs> Although, using my editorial powers, I'm going to actually include an outtake. Oh, very nice. Because as Jaya does mention at the end of the podcast, which was published uh, on Saturday. Um, she got a fit of the giggles at the start. She did, indeed. So I didn't put it in the episode, but I'm putting it in this one. Yeah, that would be great. And also, I mean, they've got a lovely... Um, Jaya put her phone out to record, so it would be nice to get a hold of that recording and put it on our YouTube channel. Oh, yes, that's true. Um, the video. The video, well, yes. Yeah, I wonder what she'll edit. Well, she may not edit. Maybe we can edit or not edit. Mm. Full raw energy of the takeover of Bromley Buzz. And at this point, we will go to Jaya and her outtake. <laughs> I've got the giggles. Oh what happens when you get the giggles? <laughs> you giggle away. Oh, you giggle away. Just giggle. giggle. Okay. There we go. Um, giggle away. Giggling's good. Oh, it is. It was. It wasn't the only time, and uh, I think no, there I, was quite a few giggles and a quite a few bit, bit of silences there as well, where they look at each other and go, "Who's turn? Who's turn? My turn? Your turn?" Mm. <laughs> Which was fantastic. Uh, it was actually like going back in time in one way when I was doing the editing, because now if I don't have anything to say, I pause. Mm. In the past, I used to go um yeah. quite a bit. She will be back. They will be back. Absolutely. Mm. And I look forward to their next one. I do, indeed. Um, maybe we'll get them in in September. Yes. But you know what? Uh, they gave us a lot of interesting facts. Yes, and if you haven't true. listened to it, then definitely check out the um, episode. Well, they actually came up with a word I hadn't heard. Well, I had heard it before a bit, but not for a long time. Icks. Icks. <laughs> yeah, and things that, they, that aren't very likeable that yes. pop up in some... Oh, these instances. young people. All these new words that they come out with. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, uh, their icks were sick. There you go. There we are. Uh, right, let's go on mm. to our buzzes. So mm. um, we had, obviously, 
the Join Buzz, which was great to see Amy and um, Jay take over the Buzz for a session. And then uh, we had a lovely um, you and I Joint Buzz at the Community House Open Day at the weekend. We did indeed. Uh, so Community House is, I can't remember the name of the road it's on, but it's behind East Street uh, in Bromley. It's North. where the fire station is, right opposite the fire station. Uh, Very well South, Street. Mm, South, South Street. South Street. Yeah. That's it. BR11RH. And that was on Saturday, the 15th of July. Yeah, and it has a lot of um, charity and public supporting organisations. Yeah, I was really, I knew there were lots of charities there Mm. out of that building, but I didn't realise how many of them. And um, it was so lovely to go along and just experience to see what actually goes on inside the building. Mm. Because often you just kind of go in, get the reception, and go into either what used to be uh, Casper Cafe Mm -hmm. by Rhiannon's or the, the hall, the workshop area. But it was actually nice to go have a look around and see the offices upstairs and the layout. Well, we had a lovely tour. Uh, thank you to uh, Peter. Peter, the Chair of Trustees, for that. And uh, we accompanied um, former Mayor Cathy Banks, yeah. who uh, we met before, and that, that was enjoyable. And speaking of trustees, um, I've done the um, Community House are looking for some trustees. Uh, if you don't know, there are... There's uh, the, sorry, I blanked because I've got so many things to say in my head. Community House has a two-year lease left and may sadly close. And then all these charities are going to be put elsewhere or they'll have to find new venues. So I think it's really important that we come along and we support this venue, have a look around. And if you're looking for a space or to hold your workshops or events, then absolutely check out Community House. We've got a lovely space there for the stage. Yes, and in, that's in where fact, we held our um, event, Let's yeah. Talk Better. Yeah, and we've even got our eye on their offices ourselves. Indeed. We fancy those offices, don't we? I know, we do. Um, we'll have to... Mm. I actually fancied the one where they've got the... the Relate have mm. taken up that upper floor bit area. Yeah. There's one in there that's very, very nice. Yeah, so from the Bromley Buzz takeover to the Relate takeover. There we go. Um, yeah, well, I've got a couple of flyers from it as well. So mm. we had one of them, which is, if I can find the uh, front of this thing. Oh, go. the NCT group. The NCT, which I've not heard Sherry. of. The support for the first thousand days uh, for new parents. That's really good. Those babies. support groups are absolutely fantastic. And I know Sherry, who runs that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Community Links Bromley, who uh, we know and we've been in there. And uh, we've actually had uh, Christopher Evans, their chief executive, on an earlier podcast. Um, there's uh, Kent Association for the Blind, and although she's not an occupant, I suspect she might become one. Uh, Mercedes Yearly and the Quest Soul Theatre. Who yes, was to meet she was there. there, and Chartwell Cancer Trust. Indeed, they were there as well. Joanne Bennett, and uh, we also met somebody who you really look up to. Yes, and I got a lovely hug and uh, two kisses on the cheek, which was lovely. Yes, the mayor. Of the Bromley. very tall mayor. The very Bromley. Very, very tall mayor, Councillor Mike Bottom. Bottom. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So it was a real real pleasure chatting to him, which we chatted for quite some time actually. And um, we actually chatted about the well, he mentioned it and said um, the LTB event that we held there on loneliness and connection has been spreading. There's Mm. been lots, he's been going to lots of different events and places, and people have been talking about it. So they didn't actually come to the event. But we have been spoken about, which is really, really lovely. 
it, I tell you what, one of the great things is what people say to him in private. So, mm. somebody like the mayor, whenever he goes and speaks in public, he, whatever he's at, um, let's say he's just had a very poor piece of Victoria sponge. <laughs> what a lovely piece of cake I've just had. But in private, so he talked positively about let's talk better. And one thing he said I thought was really good and a credit to Bromley. And he was talking about where would we be without our volunteers. Yes, absolutely. And how marvellous people are about it. And that was just mm. to us, two people he knows. Mm. So thank you, Mike, for sharing that even in private. Yes, no, absolutely. And he also shares a lot of the great things he, um, his wife, Councillor Kim Botting, does. Indeed. And she's very, I mean, she was there at the volunteer awards that we were at, presenting one of the awards. And you interviewed and, her. And I interviewed her, so if you haven't listened to that one, do check it out. So, he, yes, he talks about her very, very proudly. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And the work that they do together as well, and separately. So, yes. Yeah. Great well, that, people uh, Those for the looking community. forward to his Italian holiday as well. And it was really lovely on mm -hmm. that day as well to see mm. um, MP Bob Stewart. No, no, Bob Stewart MP. <laughs> oh my God, Sir Bob Neil. Oh my goodness, I get confused between all the MPs. Yeah. There's far too many of them. I can't keep well, track of them. Well, this one's the one with the Sir in the beginning. The Sir, sir yes, Bob at the beginning, Neil. and is my height as well. <laughs> Mind small, you, small but beautifully formed. Then. So it was lovely mm. to see him because I haven't met him since we did the um, podcast with him. Mm. Yeah. So it's been some good few months. Yeah. Uh, well, Maybe a year. And it was, like you say, it was good to see him supporting uh, and being along for the charities. And, uh, yeah, there was a, a bit of a sort of chain of councillors going on as well. So I, when we went in, I met um, Councillor Simon Geel, who's in Penge, mm -hmm. uh, Angela Wilkins, former councillor as well, yes, and, she of course, was the aforementioned Cathy Bant. Mm -hmm. So there were quite a few people going through various Throughout status. the day. Hmm. Super. So uh, what else has been buzzing for you? Well, I've got a year time buzz. I've got a few joint buzzes this time, so I'm actually going out of sequence here and what it's we were fine. thinking about. But yes, you're going to see with me the Stage Musical 6 in July 2024, almost a year ago, because Sarah Marsh Collins, um, Baby Monkey Digital Marketing, and who is one of the friends of Churchill Theatre, something you have for discounts, uh, alerted me to the fact that the tickets have gone on pre sale. Well, there you go. And they pre-sold. I of finally them. get my birthday gift. <laughs> two years late. <coughs> <laughs> Better late than never, it's as like they say. It's like a very long engagement, isn't it? It is. <laughs> a very long engagement. But yeah. it is. It'll be, it's just round the corner. It won't be that long. Yeah. Well, it, Only know, a year I've got to wait for it. It's always nice to have something to look forward to. You as a, a mindset and wellbeing coach will appreciate that more than most. Mm. So I've given you a whole year of anticipation. Mm. In fact, now think about it, that would be so valuable that I can cancel the event, get my money back and say, look at what a good time you've had for the last... No, maybe not. No, uh, we are going to six and I'm going to see my six. Yes. Um, but something we did see was yesterday. We went out into the wilds of Kent, didn't we? We did. Uh, had a lovely day with, uh, of course, courtesy of Darren Wheel over here, who is a National Trust member. And myself, along with Sarah Marsh-Collins, we went along and uh, to the Chartwell House of uh, Sir Winston Churchill. Yes, because... And I'm... his wife Clementine. It was beautiful, mm. beautiful, beautiful. The gardens, the landscapes. A very, very lucky man. I mean, to, work, to come home to a place like that 
absolutely stunning and peaceful. Mm. Though I did find the house was a bit of a maze. Yeah, uh, a very Churchillian maze. Uh, and uh, yes, because I'm a member of the National Trust, when I renewed, they gave me some tickets for use with friends and or children. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't bring any children along, but I brought you two, so that was great. We were the children. Because yeah. we were all like, wow, look at this room. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of that, actually. I mean, I was impressed with well, some of the architecture of the internal mm. size, the interior design, and even the ray of books everywhere. It was incredible. Yes, a lot of them written by him. Mm. Mm. And, of course, his paintings were there as well, because he had an interest in painting. Yes, and we went hobby. in the studio out in the outbuildings, outbuildings uh, which is full of them. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was, mm. it was very, very impressive. It was. Uh, and one of the things that struck me from your original remark as well about it, in the war when he was the symbol of keeping us going, more or less, um, he only visited Chartwell twice. And if you look at the National Trust um, guides books that they've got there, there's a quote on there uh, from Churchill, and it says... A day not spent at Chartwell is a, a waste of a day, or something mm. like that. Uh, and for all that time, he didn't get to go there. Yeah, real sad, isn't it? To have such a beautiful home, not really spend that much time. But knowing it is there for him. I suppose gave he suffered, him that. He suffered from depression as well, mm, which he called he a did. black dog. Mm, he did. But I suppose that home was more for his wife, wasn't it? Because she's the one who ran the place and looked mm. after it, and it was... Her passion, wasn't it? Mm. Supposedly, from what we understand. Some beautiful rooms, anyway. Really very, very beautiful. Room, the dining room downstairs, in particular. And right even there. their um, guest book that they would have, sort of signing oh, yeah. in. That was yes. very interesting. Full of general this, admiral that, and prime minister and president the other. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. But then that's just a few miles to the south of Bromley. It's um, one of the great things about Bromley itself, because there's lots of places you can visit outside of it, which are fab too. Yeah, I think the ride there was quite nice because we didn't take the M25. Well, my sat nav didn't take the M25. We went through the winding country roads, which was a nice little adventure. Yeah, so if you go that Apart way, from the potholes. You, yes, indeed. We won't you get go started through on the that. likes of Braisted, Sundridge, uh, to get just before Westrum and then turn off. Mm. So you go past the General Wolf's House, Quebec House, as well. Uh, and yeah, the leafy road that you went up as well. Um, yes. Beautiful, uh, overarching trees. Gorgeous. Anyway. Moving on. Yes. Um, oh, I started the individual buzzes. Yes, well, I had a lovely buzz because I went to see the last show up until, because there's no more in the Bromley Little Theatre until September. Mm -hmm. I went to see Gentleman Jack by Ross McGregor, and they finished on the 15th of September with that production and it was really really good because I've watched all of the series on BBC iPlayer and when this came up I was like absolutely need to go and see that so myself and my uh, younger brother we went mm -hmm. along and it was really really uh, lively but it was quite raunchy in some place I didn't expect it to mm. be that raunchy and I was just waiting for uh, older people to have a heart attack or something. But <laughs> but you could see the little giggles here and there mm. when the hands and the kisses were going in places. But uh, a really fantastic production. So well done to the whole cast that played the their parts. Anne Lester was played by Alison, Alison Borham, and, uh, Borham, and she played a fantastic 
uh, role of that. And then we had uh, Danielle Mancy, who played the younger Anne Lister, which was really interesting. And, and I really like the combo, because you don't see that in the series, of moving from her being an adult to when she was young. So that was very nice. And that was done by Ross McGregor, playwright, and then the director, Stevie Hughes. Yes. Um, I hadn't appreciated that there was even a famous figure in Victorian era um, gender uh, lesbianism until then, mm. um, which reminds me of my favourite description, which I don't think has ended up as non-PC yet, uh, for uh, women who like women, uh, and that is women who wear sensible shoes. <laughs> you ever heard that one? No, I haven't. Yeah. I don't know if um, Gentleman Jack wore sensible shoes, but... Yes. It, it was a, a lovely thing that they put on there. And indeed, it also links to uh, Breaking the Code uh, that yeah. I saw there about the life of Alan Turing, who himself was homosexual mm. and ended up being persecuted yeah. uh, effectively. Uh, I think it's really well. good to be doing productions like this to kind of share what goes on and what the historical side of changes, the way society has moved forward, supposedly, in some areas more than others. I think it's um, absolutely fantastic. Did you find that you get more, it, the feelings run more deep when you're seeing actual living human beings playing this in front of you than what you go, get on the box via the telly? Mm, yes. Because I did maturing, I came out Oh really, yeah, absolutely. Really it's because of, you really get their emotions, the, the, the tone of the voice and the acting is 3D almost. Mm. It's not flat, it's not 2D. So it really does come out because the minute they're there and it's like, whoa, and you're just kind of in a room and it's all darkish, isn't it? So it's just you in the stage. It's like when we went to the Matchbox Theatre as well, um, uh, when in West mm. Wickham, uh, when that was playing, um, I can't remember the name of the production, anyway. I'm, I'm actually heading for I must forget something every single uh, thing. Amy's View. Ah, That's I it, Amy's View. I haven't forgotten episode yet. But anyway, Amy's View. Uh, Alice Foster, who was um, playing the lead part, at one point she crossed by and I had to pull my leg in in order not to trip up the actor. Uh, at another point, the one of the uh, protagonists was really sweating. Yes. If he'd come close enough to us and shoot, you would have had to wipe the sweat off your own face. Yes, indeed. But that's so, the beauty about it because totally we're immersed level. in it, isn't mm. it? And that's why it's the box theatre because you're right up there in the stage, practically, or on stage with them. Thank you. I'd not even thought of that angle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes it oh, well. more real. So uh, I was really excited by uh, my Friday show. It was a very, and very, so very, very, very special Mindset Matters show because mm. I had the lovely, lovely, lovely guests, the lovely guests, or a three lovely guests, one sitting right in front of me, and Chandra Sharma of Elmcroft Business Services, and of course the lovely Babel Monkey. Sarah Marsh Collins came into the studio and the four of us, known as the Abateers, as we call them, before we were called the Ocrateers. Yeah, two it, against it, two it was. <laughs> if it wasn't too pretentious, I could we, we could go for the awesome foursome. Awesome foursome, no. I like the Ocrateers, but do you know what? Chandra and I are very, very nice and we're very giving, so we decided to change the name. 
That reminds me. We didn't let you win, you and Sarah. Just remember that. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm very grateful, though, because Abertiers lasted a long time. It did last a long time. But you know what? The Abertiers is a wonderful name as well. And one thing we didn't mention, after Chartwell, we went, in the end, to the Pato Lounge in Orpington Mm. yesterday. Had an espresso martini each. Yes, we did. Uh, And then there was some shopping. You went to buy some meat. And I came out without any meat. No, but I did get to see real, actual, live, in a way, uh, okra. Uh, So to any listeners who want this horrible, slimy, hairy substance, it's £5.99 a kilo in that place opposite... uh, um, the Pato we Lounge. Uh, Orpington yesterday, but please don't go. Go and have some of their other stuff. No, <laughs> Okra's got some wonderful health benefits and properties. So what we did see in there that we've not seen before, uh, white lion bars. Oh yes, we did. Mm. I've never seen a white lion bar. Yeah. I've seen a white lion before mm. and a white tiger. Yeah, in, a real one I'm talking about. Didn't, yeah. Arr. Yeah, that reminds me of the old Disney song from Dumbo, you know. Do you ever see an elephant fly? That one. Um, <laughs> Did you ever see a white elephant growl? Did I? <laughs> growl? Growl. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is going to be the buzzing sound effects. <laughs> we should finish on a growl, that'd be quite good. We should. Right, come on, let's move on to... You had a nice one-to-one, didn't you, with Neil Peters? I did. Nuthatch Consultants, a suicide prevention um, chap, uh, which is obviously a very important thing. And, uh, yeah, I was at the Causa uh, restaurant in West Wickham, one of my three favourite coffee venues in the borough. Uh, I'm now known, incidentally, amongst some of the people in the BNI I'm part of as the Coffee King. The Coffee King. Yeah, because I have so many individual meetings with people. Which is quite nice. But you know what's also really nice down there? Uh, I mean, Causa is amazing as well because mm. they have little groups of people that come in there. So they have a knitting group that happens there. All these people come together, sit around the big centre table and chit-chat, have coffees, have cakes and knit away, which is really, really lovely. There's also a book club as well that happens. So they come and they sit down and oh, they I talk about... Enjoying that. They talk about books. That, that was I found that out because I was dog-sitting in that area. Mm. And I happened to go there every morning to just have my coffee and work from there because I thought it was really lovely. And there they were. So, yes. Talking of which, and this is a topic for Mindset Matters, potentially. Did you see the news piece that was talking about... Uh, oh, dear, I'm going into forget mode here. But it um, <laughs> dating apps. It might have been Bumble or one of the, one of the other ones with a, a big name. Um, but a report has come out which is talking about uh, the extent to which people are joining what was ostensibly dating apps, although their founders argue about mm. it. Um, but a lot of people are joining with no intention of dating at all. They just want to make friends. Oh, that's what I was talking about with you yesterday with Sarah. I said, yeah. have you seen the new um, dating app on Bumble? But it's uh, they've got a section where it's friends. Mm. So it's like Meetup, mm-hmm. but all you do is uh, meet, meet people yeah. and get if you've come into the country and you don't know where to go or what to do or you want to make new friends, that's what Bubble, bu- Bubble, Bumble is offering. Yes, yeah. as a date nap, which it's I thought was wonderful. It does sound really good. Although you can imagine, if they don't distinguish it enough, some of the people who think they're going to like, no, I just want to be No, friends. there's separation of yeah, it. Yeah. So you, you sign up good. for it. It's very clear. Yeah. So you know that. But I just wanted to um, go back to Neil Peters. He, he has his nut hatch retreats and 
they're just day retreats that you can go on for a lovely mindfulness walk but also Bev McGarry does that as well and she works alongside Neil as well a lot mm -hmm. combining their skills around mindfulness walking nature so it's beautiful really really lovely I think she's the first person that ever had me standing by a tree trunk appreciating the patterns and the texture yes and yeah. you know what that was actually rather a good thing um, well that was part of what we did when we were down at Chartwell mm. possibly my favorite bit wasn't the going around admiring the Churchill stuff it was actually the bit when we were eating and then had a little lie down while we were waiting to, for our on the grass. to go in. Mm. Because it was a peaceful interlude. And actually a few people passed by and went, oh, that looks like a good idea. Looking <laughs> at us. And they had their children mm. and their dogs with them, whereas we only had us. So we could kind of just really relax and disconnect. We've got uh, the next um, County Chronicle magazine entry coming up. I've got to write that for the next issue. Uh, and uh, we've, we've got another double page spread coming, you see. So oh, that's just lovely. Been confirmed as opposed to the smaller column. I'm going to use one of the pictures from Chartwell in that. That would us. be beautiful. Uh, I don't think I'll use it, but one of the ones I took, which I, or we took, that were particularly good, were by what we were calling the um, eggplant or egg flower, <laughs> uh, which was great. When we were lying there, wasn't it lovely? There was uh, parents and children going past this plant with um, white petals and the yellow centre. Yeah, the centre was really, it Very looked striking. like the uh, centre of an egg, yeah. the yolk bit. Yeah, and the little child was going, oh look, it's an egg, or whatever. It looks and like it was, a fried egg, yeah, yes, yeah. and Sarah said the same thing, and somebody else said the same we thing. We were kind of hoping that even more would do so, but it would have been no longer. Yes, would have done. So that's been great, lots and lots of things been happening. Um, you watched the Wimbledon, I take it, yeah, the end after, of it? I didn't the, get to watch the Wimbledon at the end. After all of that Chartwell and the Espresso Martini, I managed to catch literally the end of the men's one when um, Alcaraz had just won. I'm um, going to go and watch that on replay. Yeah, I think that's a very good idea because it sounded great. Because I saw him playing the other day in the semis and I was just like, wow. Yeah, there's an article on BBC online today, which mm. is, uh, is it at last the beginning of a new era after mm. the domination of Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, Murray uh, over Yeah, I decades. say watch this space because young, very young and very vibrant and it's just got a lot of charisma as well. And it was also interesting that Marketa Vondrusova, I thought I managed to get that one out, um, won on the women's as well, unseeded. Mm. Okay, she had been in the uh, French Open final in 2019, I gather, but that was very impressive. Sad for the Tunisian lady who lost two finals in a row yeah. now, but the reason I brought up Wimbledon actually is a British thing, uh, and okay, he's not from Bombay, he's from the Midlands, I gather, but the first winner in 60 years of the men's juniors, uh, of British, Henry Searle. Mm. So well done to him, I hope he goes on to, and he was un unseeded as well, I believe. Brilliant. Mm. We're doing some great things... I mean, I'm not massively into football, but after, more than after 30 years, we won the football against Spain in the, was it, is it the FA Cup? Under 21s. Under 21s. Um, international. Interna mm. Yeah. That yeah it was either the European Sorry. or the, the world. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm completely unsighted. I'm not a real footy one, but you know tournament. that. But apparently mm. we did it against Spain and that's been, it's been more than 30 years. Yep. Since we've won it. So fantastic. Well, been, well done to everyone out there. As we've been so upbeat, would you like to do an affirmation about something upbeat we should keep in our heads for the, until the next episode? Yes, absolutely. So uh, this week's affirmation is, it's about regret. Okay, so 
I am free from the things that I regret from my past. I will not let regret, sorry, regret hold me back. So I'm free of the things that I regret from my past. I will not let regret hold me back. You've gone into your deep, deep thoughts. Uh, yes, because I was reading something in the last day or so from someone who basically said, um, at the moment, I don't want to live in my past or in my future. Mm. I just mm. need to be here in the now. And that's the regret part is clearly part of that. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I think the only time we go into our past is to give ourselves a little boost of great memories, not of regrets. Well, that's the And deliberate. also to look, yes, it's the deliberate, mm. to look at how far you've come as well in life if you're feeling like you're not going anywhere. Ah, now that's a, an interesting point you make there because I said to you earlier on, I put a pitch into a, a Daily Telegraph journalist because mm. um, they were looking for people who had changed uh, mid-career, um, their careers, uh, and we both have. Yes. So I've gone from civil servant to PR and copywriter, and I went from you. Yes, and I've gone from figure skating to primary teaching to being a coach, a mindset yeah. and well-being coach, and to co-launching the campaign we have as oh, well. Um, so you know what, whether or not the Telegraph takes a look at it and says this is worth sharing, there's lots of hidden, meaningful stories within that. Mm and tips and insights that can be really great for other people out there. Well, I'm going to offer my, my favourite one from Winston Churchill, since we were just down at his old home. Mm -hmm. uh, success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. There you go. But they are not failures. No, they're things you learn from. Absolutely. Mm. Although you don't necessarily want to do too many. No, no, <laughs> totally not. Right, shall we move on to some of the news that's been happening? Yes, uh, I have here something from the News Shopper, um, July the 25th from 4pm to 9pm. There is a Sport and Wellbeing Festival in Bromley, which mm. says it will have something to get everyone up and moving. And the High Street Lates, which is more than just that uh, night, will take a step further with Crazy Golf, a silent disco, oh that is tempting, and even a climbing wall for visitors of all ages, with the possible exception of 105, to enjoy into the evening. For the Adrenaline Junkies, the Furious Formula One Simulator will be available for us. Yeah, there's a lot happening. I was actually talking to a lady who is part of this, and there's going to be it's going to be quite a, an event that day. Lots happening. Mm. So, it, and it's literally going through to the evening, 9 p.m. Normally, we have these kind of events, and they're during the day, from about sort of 10, 11, 12 o'clock, and they kind of go to about five o'clock. But this is mainly starting at 4pm and going through to 9pm. Mm. But right. I'm sure there'll be other stuff going on throughout the day, being on that day. So yes, brilliant. Well, apart from anything else, you'll be able to see everything being assembled. Yes. Um, okay, so... I Oops, wanted to mention that open day on the 3rd of September, I like this, Rugby Munchkins. Do you have a munchkin who would like some rugby? Well, West Coombe Park on the 3rd of September. It's from two to five years old, learning, action-packed fun, boys and girls developing their munchkin rugby skills. 
it looks really really good in fact there's going to be other stuff going on as well so do check them out it's in partnership with the West Coon Rugby Club as I said the details to book your time slot is www.munchkinsports.com pow I actually have a candidate for that rugby um, munchkins thing you know when you were at Chartwell mm. I didn't see this but um, you and Sarah are talking about a little boy who had gone down a slope Oh yes, or something, and, and gone then place planted. Yeah, uh, and you'd think, oh no, he's going to get up and cry his eyes out, but no, he got up, dusted himself off, and just whizzed off to do his thing, even though he'd had quite a contact. Sounds like a born rugby player. He does absolutely. That's because nobody responded him to him falling. Now, mm. if somebody had seen him and looked at him, and gone, oh, are you okay? He would have gone. Bah! <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> talking, to yeah, talking about the Munchkin Rugby Club mm. as well. If you're looking. For uh, to do things with your children during the summertime. It is that time where your kids are going to be with you 24-7 for about a month. They have summer camps as well. So do check them out. As well as childcare opportunities there. If you mm. need a bit of a break. Yeah, and by the way, the Rexcoon Park's senior and promoted rugby season starts on the 9th of September. Yeah. Uh, the first home game. I'm going to hit up the Spotted on Social Twitter. Okay, let me just do this one thing before you do the Spotted on oh, Social. Oh, I don't the interruptions. We're going back to an earlier period. Oh, I've done that for all that interruptions. They're called putting in information where they need to be. I like to call them interruptions and then you correct me every single time. <laughs> Go, anyway, carry on. No, the Ch Children's Music School. This looks wonderful. It's a vibrant music education for ages three and a half to 12 years old. That's on at Swithin's Church Hall. Uh, Fashoda Road, Bromley, BR29NE. So on Wednesdays, they've got the preschool classes. Saturday mornings, there are classes for age four to seven. And then Wednesday, they do recorder and musicianship club for seven to 12 year olds. So if you're interested, do check them out. It's the three W's dot the children's music school dot co dot UK. And you can register your child at childrensmusic at zen.co.uk. Isn't that fantastic? It is. So, again, if you're looking for something for your children to do now and through the, throughout the summer, this is wonderful. Keep up their skills as well. Right, you may go on to your spotted on social. No, you have permission. I was just reflecting on um, when I was a lad and what things there are around for me. Mm. Uh, my mind is actually a blank on the stuff from my very young age like that. Mm. But I do remember going to a youth club in Cornwall, uh, at which I ceased to go to after I was standing on the stage and one of the girls there threw me off it. Oh, dear. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yes, okay. it was like that. And I take it you never went back again? No. Uh, in fact, I, I, I've... Uh, so she literally picked you up and threw you off? Grabbed me by the arm and swung me off, yeah. And oh, it was wow. one of those ones that was about three or four feet up. Wouldn't it be funny if you met her randomly and say, you're the one who grabbed my arm and threw me off the stage? I think her name was Mandy. I can't remember the surname. Oh, but, uh, that was shame. a bit of a while ago. We could um, find her on Facebook. Mandy, <laughs> if you're out there and you know a Darren Wheel that you, oh, where you dear. grabbed his arm and threw him off the stage, be warned. Mm. <laughs> but talking of recorders, I just wanted to, because oh, I yeah. saw that, it just reminded me, because you're talking about your past, when I was younger, I played all the different recorders. Mm. So the bass clef, treble clef, all the way to the recorder, and I also played the piccolo. Wow. Yeah, it was fun. I went through quite a lot of instruments. 
Did you play a lot of instruments? No, no. not musical other than appreciating and promoting. Interesting, yeah. I played the recorders, I played the guitar, the piano for a bit, but then I only had a tiny little organ and it was no good and we couldn't afford to get a big piano so I lost interest. But I did play the guitar and then the one that I played the most was the flute. Till I broke it because of anger. Oh. I wasn't a coach then. Yeah. I uh, had quite a temper back then. Well, we were talking about how you managed to deal with your road rage the other day as well. I know, we did. That was actually during the Mindset Matters, wasn't it, I think? We reflected mm. on that there. We did. You know, there's this old phrase, physician, heal thyself. Mm. And it's nice to know that um, what you learn and you apply to other people, you have used on yourself. Absolutely, that's the way to do it. This is why when uh, I say anything untoward with a Z on air here, I don't get thumped too much. That's because you're sitting a lovely distance apart. Yeah, I've got enough room to swing backwards if I need to. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I spotted on social, I'm going to throw this in. Um, Chris Manias, at Chris underscore Manias, M-A-N-I-A-S, put a tweet up which says, The jolly old beast is not deceased, that is, there's life in him again. And he referred to a Crystal Palace dinosaur, which has been restored by at Bob Nichols Art and mm. CP Dinosaurs, um, which has been recently unveiled. Uh, Chris is the senior lecturer in the history of science and technology at King's College in London, uh, and looking at science, evolution, and prehistoric beasts, which is quite a discipline. Wow! But here's the tricky bit, uh, which is the name of the beast, which has been unveiled: Paleotherium magnum. So that's a little bit of Latin for you. That's a mouthful. It was. I'm glad I got through that one. And that's probably why I've got such a simple what's on section this week. I'm glad you said that one because I, I, I really don't want to do dinosaur names. What, what you mean, Palatherium Magnum? There you go, that one. Do you know, it's quite funny when I, when I, with my niece and nephew, and this was a few years ago because they're, they're into their dinosaurs and they know every single dinosaur and their names. And I was reading a dinosaur storybook with them and I was struggling with the names and they kept on correcting me. I go, that's not how you say it. This is how you say it, massively. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing. But, yes, I've never been great with dinosaur names. Well, if it were nothing like that, well, no one will blame you. Pal, 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 there you go, Palatherium Magnum. Is that it? Yeah. Yay! Good stuff. I listen well. Indeed you do. Right. Yeah, just let's uh, quick round up um, all these details and more you can find on our website as well of what's on. But both on the 23rd of July, where we are torn between these two, aren't we? Mm. We've got Soul Quest Theatre Summer Party. Do go along. That's by Mercedes Yearly. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And then again, 23rd is Magpie Dance. They are going to be performing their new dance, Borrowed Land Performance. And both of them start exactly at the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. Yes. And yeah, just if you can spread yourself between the two, then do do so or pick one. And then maybe somebody else from your family can go to the other one. Which is exactly the dilemma we, the Bromley Buzz, are having at the moment. Presenters have at the minute. Because yeah. we could easily split ourselves, but we both want to go to both. Mm. If only we could duplicate ourselves. Anyway, shall we finish on a on, on a growl as predicted earlier on? Yes, but let's probably buzz growl instead. A once. white lion growl, whatever oh, that is. A very handsome one, I don't think. Yes. Okay. On Ready? three. A one. one. A oh, two. No. Oh, you interrupted me. I did, um, and that's because we forgot to say who we are, which we generally like to do on the way out. 
Oh yes, so well we I could do it. Darren Willibinchu in PR with Zenat Narani of Vida della Mariposa Coaching. I know you've got something to growl about. And we are going to growl away. That sounded a bit like a pirate. Arr, 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 arr. Arr.